personal log of Perfectus Align of the Adeptus Administratum. It has been four solar weeks since my first personal log upon this void ship, at least that is the approximate amount of time that has passed in my estimates. In truth, it is hard to measure the true passage of time within warp travel, for what passes within is different to what passes without, or that is what I have been told. We are told seldom few things as we grow from infants to adults. They say it is the best for our own good not to know. I question this, I must admit. What is wrong with seeking answers? Searching for the truth behind the dust and soot of reality? I know it is tantamount to criminality, if not heresy, to question, to seek. But it is what this void ship does, is it not? We are seekers, or... The Inquisitor and her retinue are seekers. I simply record what I find. Anyway, let us move our minds from tricky subjects. Personal log. Personal log. Uh, yes. The trip thus far has been uneventful. The aching in my bionics has persisted throughout the journey. However, medication and perseverance have seen me through the worst of it. I no longer scratch at where my skin meets the metal of my ocular implant. Though, I know I should not have done that in the first place. Moving on, I have communicated with the various scribes under my command over the past few solar weeks. Each has presented a unique outlook upon their task, though none know precisely the information I myself am to document. Likely for the best. One member of my team stuck out to me, however. A man named Yosef. Keen and hard-working. He is always and often whispering under his breath in a way that is most calming. He says that he is reciting a prayer to the Emperor, a respectable thing to do in one's spare time for certain. Yosef described to me just yesterday a dream he experienced while in slumber. A strange being of light and energy spoke to him and assured him that his faith would be rewarded. I do not know what to make of such a dream, if it were prophecy or a message. Surely that would make him a psycho, would it not? I informed him to disregard the message's wishful thinking on his own part. Better to be sure of one's own capabilities than to disillusion himself with so-called messages. Either way, it was yesterday that we arrived on the fringes of the Eye, a dangerous part of the galaxy whose evils are held back by the bulwark of mighty Cadia, or so I am told. Almost immediately, alarm bells rang through the ship's bells as he exited warp space. We were not under attack, to be clear. Instead, it was a call to ready the troops across the void ship's many decks. The retinue of Inquisitor Priatorex Org was ready to disembark. First report of the vast indomitable. Objects and locations surveyed and collected. Beginning now. It was two solar hours after the vast indomitable had exited warp space that the signal was discovered by the tech adepts monitoring the sensorium complex. An asteroid within a small belt surrounding a near-dead star was found to be the source of the signal, and from its discovery, the retinue of Prioritics Org was placed on high alert for dispatch and recovery. It was unclear at this time what sort of signal was being transmitted be it Xenos, Imperial, or otherwise heretical in nature. All the Sensarium detected 
was a strong array of radiographic waves coming from the surface of the asteroid. Recovery, recovery. After suiting up for a void walk upon the atmosphereless surface of the asteroid, the Inquisitor and the select members of the retinue deployed on the landing craft towards the source of the signal. What was discovered upon landing was a wreckage of a strange Xenos spacecraft, or at least spectral analysis suggested that this was the origin of the strange metal shards that littered the surface of the asteroid. The ship likely crashed due to some form of unexpected interference from the Eye of Terror. It was noted that it crashed many decades ago, with no evidence of any survivors or even corpses to be found. Despite this, the object was found in near pristine condition, buried several feet down within the dust and dirt, likely buried by solar winds affecting the geology of the asteroid. The object in question was brought aboard in a quarantine pod. After disinfection of the crew and the object, a full analysis of the device could commence. For all intents and purposes, the object could be described as a box, made of a metal unlike any we possess in any significant quantity. Around 12 imperial inches cube, the aforementioned box was quickly discovered to be constructed of Necrodermis, a living metal with its origins in the Necron race. Personal note, how can a metal be living? Surely metal is inert. Hmm. Continuing report. Further cause to believe the box in question was of Necron origin is its phase-shifting abilities. The ability to move or flicker in and out of phase with time. Hmm. The technology is often associated with the rulers, lords, and pharaohs of the Necron species. Alongside the flickering and the makeup of the box, an off-putting aura was produced by the device from the moment it was reclaimed. Even through the void of space, this off-putting aura could be felt. The aura placed all who felt it on edge. Discomfort, disgust, and agitation were all present of those within the immediate vicinity of the box. Only the Inquisitor and the most mentally capable of her retinue were able to mask the effects of what they felt, though within mission post-debriefing, each revealed sensations were felt to an invariable degree. It was decided upon quarantining the item within a storage pot that a box would be opened by the tech adepts upon the vast indomitable. Following extensive disinfection, the tech adepts placed the flickering box within Research Facility 2, an extensive structure within the vast indomitable, capable of both handling and unlocking the secrets of the box. Using complex, modulated sound frequencies alongside carefully administered radiation of various types, the flickering of the Necron box was reduced but not halted completely. The tech adepts, immune to the otherwise deadly effects of these energies and outputs, stepped into work. Personal note, if it were possible to utilize the technology used to reduce the flickering of the box in a practical scenario, could we not use this technology against the Necrons as we encounter them? Surely there is potential here, or is that heretical to think? I've never understood the Mechanicus, their reference for technology beyond any that I show for the equipment in my own care. Would they even consider such a radical jump forwards? Anyway. Continuing report. The tech adepts began their work upon the box to determine its method of opening, and, in the case of any defences built into the structure, how to disarm them. At 
DeepRay analysis of the box showed no apparent defenses built into the structure. Attempts to open it commenced from this point. The first method of unlocking the box consisted of searching for a potential keyhole or biometric lock of some kind. Starting with the simplest solution being thus, and working up in complexity and intrusivity as each subsequent method failed. Electronic shocks, application of physical pressure, tracing the engravings with a finger, and filling the engravings with ferrofluid all proved insubstantial in opening the box. In all, 287 methods were tested, each failed, though many provided information through their failure. It was for attempt 288 that the box was forced open in a most unclean manner. Brute force was used to force the lid upon the box, breaking the mechanical latch that seemingly kept it shut. The tech adepts apparently expressed embarrassment being so thoroughly thwarted by a simple mechanical lock that they could not find a proper solution to. Upon forcing the lock and opening the box's lid by a sliver, the flickering of the construct ceased, and the sound waves and varied radiations were removed from the area of the device. At this point, Inquisitor Priatrix Org entered the room to see the fruits of the tech adept's labour. With reference to the Inquisitor, the tech adept opened the box and within it found... God Emperor. A human brain? This human brain was noted to be kept alive by those in observation, apparently healthy, and kept in existence by the devices within the walls of a box. Furthermore, initial scans suggested the brain was not only alive, but, but conscious. At this point in time, the box seemed to activate. The devices within the box's walls poked and prodded at the brain matter. With this activation, the off-putting aura was described earlier seemed to amplify as if tortured into action. The aura expanded throughout the nearby decks of the ship, bypassing steel and stone to affect anyone within roughly 100 imperial yards. Furthermore, all psychers upon the ship, regardless of location within or without of this bubble, experienced extreme nausea and crippling pain, sensations that increased in a way proportional to the box's locational vicinity. Navigator and astropaths on board were also affected, it was only after the events transpired within the research facility that these testimonies were recovered by medical staff and members of the Inquisitorial Administratum. One such psyker described the experience as an incredible darkness upon their mind. In their words, an oppressive curtain that blocked them from the Emperor's light. They expressed a desire never to feel such a feeling ever again. Focusing again on the Inquisitorial decisions within the second research facility, it was at this point that the Inquisitor ordered the immediate termination of the device and an excision of the human brain within, if nothing else to end the torment at the device's hands. The tech adepts were hesitant to do so, however. They followed instructions after a short course of binary bickering between themselves. The brain was promptly excised as they came to a conclusion, killing the biological matter instantly. The box itself fell into inactivity, apparently deactivating upon excision of the host. No longer needed to torment or torture, it simply slipped into an idle form, awaiting its next toast. The flickering did not continue for a moment, even if the lid was closed completely. The feeling of unease and the general off-putting aura that had spread to dramatic and painful levels quickly dissipated after the excision of the human brain, proving clearly that the brain itself was the cause of the affliction, not the box. As of now, the brain is under biological examination. Though the Inquisitor Praetorix Org is rather certain of the dissection's future findings, and thus moved to rename the immaterial box to the Pariah Box. Thus, thus ends the report.
Perfectus Align, personal log. I... I do not know what to think of our mission. What if a misshapen monstrosities might be found on our voyage, but... I must stay strong for the mission. I must... I must stay strong. It is only the start, after all. <laughs>